Well, certainly one of my favorite topics that I kind of almost refuse to quit talking about mm -hmm. is, um, you know, how, how do these systems work? How does trend following work? Um, systematic trading, maybe, but definitely trend following. It um, One of the key tenets is the doing a back test and looking at the sample size and of the back test and number of trades and needing to requiring yourself to include uh, longs and shorts as if it was just one type of trade, trading all the markets the same way. And uh, so to build up this sample size using the same, you use the same methods and the same parameters. So, and at the end of the day, you look at all of the trades, the thousands of trades that have from, from the past and you're, but you must conclude that uh, you're going forward. The average profit and loss and expectation is going to be the sum total of all of those trades. So in other words, all the trades make the same amount of money. Mm. That's your best guess going forward. Of course, it's not exactly true historically, but as we approach infinity in time, more than likely wheat and Swiss franc will end up making about the same amount of money yep. uh, with, this, with, this, with the same system. So <clears throat> this week, somebody put out there, um, what happens if you miss the top 20% trades in, um, in the stock market, you, you won't make any money. And so my uh, <clears throat> comeback to that was, well, trend followers don't need to really worry about that because all of our trades make the same amount of money. At least we have to expect that to, to be the case. So our main concern would be to just have a diverse portfolio to smooth out the ride. And I went on to say that, you know, a lot of the limitations and quote unquote rules that, uh, that are other markets and strategies are subject to, trend following is not subject to those. So it's kind of interesting and fun and a huge edge when you think about it to be able to say, you know, look, all of my trades are going to make about the same amount of money. So all I need to really concern myself with is just really great proper diversification amongst all the, the world's markets, which is you know what we try to do. And once again, it doesn't look that way over the short term. It certainly looks like stocks are incredibly superior. They have better trends. There's everything. Everything about them is better. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, the rest of the world segregates the markets, uh, tries to put them in the portfolio based upon a buy and hold only, and uh, it doesn't really work that well. I remember a story that a good friend of mine, a CTA research guy told me, he said he, to, to prove uh, some of these ideas, he did a back test, a trend following back test on stocks that had gone bankrupt, mm -hmm. that had gone out of business, uh, no longer existed. And the results were that they made about the same amount of money as stocks that, you know, the top stocks that were still in existence today. Mm. So trend following rehabilitates all sorts of bad markets, bad ideas, uh, and allows you to put them in your portfolio, different kinds of markets, longs and shorts, in a safe, efficient way. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. I was actually looking this week, uh, looking just back, you know, I think 10, 15 years or so in on, on our side as to which you know, performance across sectors, uh, and obviously starting out, we're looking at performance uh, on on individual markets and the attribution of that. And really, over the very long term, <clears throat> well, in this case, twelve to fifteen years, you know, all sectors. If you adjust for the number of markets you need, sector 
pretty much makes the same amount of money, which goes to your point that, you know, we and we truly believe like you that um, all markets have the same ability to trend and the same ability to make the same amount of money over a very long period of time. So completely agree with that. But I think what's interesting about it, because it comes to this thing about being a little bit too clever, I think Tony Robbins used, talks a lot about uh, when he talks about investing in equity markets, he talks something about that if you miss the 10 best trading days or performance days of the S&P in the last 20 years, your uh, average return drops from, say, 8% down to 5 It has a massive impact if you were just out of the market those 10 days. And clearly, there's the same truth to that with trend following, that if you take away the best, say, 10 months over the last 10 years or 20 years, it will have a massive impact on performance of that uh, system. But it's completely true what you say, that over the very long run, each, there's no reason why soybean shouldn't make the same amount of money as, as Swiss francs. So that's just the way um, it, the math works, so to speak. Yeah, I agree very with everything you say there. But one thing I'd like to add is, it, you know, it again shows how important it is to follow those trades. Um, there's a, a trader on Twitter. I really like him, Peter Brand. He's a technical trader, puts a lot mm -hmm. of great wisdom out there. And, and this past week, he said, you know, if you miss a trade, you miss a trade. Don't chase that trade. And I'm sure he's right with that. Um, don't chase that trade. There's always another trade around the corner, right? Tomorrow's a new day. The markets have always something to offer you. But, you know, back to that, if you missed the 20 best S&P days, how, you know, the, the impact would be so large. I would mm -hmm. also say that, you know, don't miss a trade in a trend following system because that one trade could be the trade that makes you a year, right? So yeah. here it's kind of like, you know, I disagree with what he's saying in the sense that, you know, don't worry about missing a trade. I'd say, well, I'd be very worried about that. Just do yeah. every trade. Sure. And well, I mean, net gas is a great example, right? Exactly. And then you don't miss yeah. the good ones either. Yeah, yeah I exactly. agree with yeah. that. Totally. That's a original turtle rule, 1983. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't miss a trade. Uh, yeah. We used to, uh, back in those days, uh, the, the term filter w was a really bad word because filter could filter you out of a big trend. Uh, yes. And I would say that it's a little bit different too. And in, in, since I would be very careful, uh, it's not missing the the best 10 best months of trend following. It's, it's missing the 10 best trades. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is just the key not to have this type two era. Uh, the type one, which is taking a trade that doesn't work, we have to stop loss. We're immune. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll lose a little bit more. Uh, type two, there is no, there's nothing. Not doing something you should have done. <clears throat> In these outlier trades, 40, 35% winning uh, trades and 10% uh, of your trades make all the money. These sort of uh, stats, um, you know, they, they're devastating if you uh, miss a trade. Now, maybe if you're short term and, you know, it maybe a couple of days lower and then you're going to get right back in at the highs, whatever. But, oh, yeah, there's nothing worse than uh, watching, um, uh, you know, a trade go. And, you know, conversely, um, you think you're really smart. You got these great systems. You're tweaking all the time and you get short crude at 90 and it goes to 20. And you're like, oh, okay. So I, I see who the boss here is. I see what's really generating profits. It's just hanging on to these trades and not doing something dumb and getting out. And and it's, you know that's what's going to take us home and make us successful uh, is how we handle these big trades. And that's kind of a little picky thing too. When 
I know that uh, how important exits are, but in the grand scheme of things, the entry, there's nothing more important because you got to get in. I mean, eventually you've got to get in. And if you yeah. don't get in, it is, will be your worst mistake. Way yeah. bigger than uh, where you ended up exiting the trade, uh, short-term, long-term, medium-term. That's random on any one trade anyways. But uh, yeah, nothing more important than doing every single trade. The, um, <clears throat> the outlier, the fat tails just dominate performance. And that's you know, and 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 if if we turn that to the investors' uh, side of things, I mean, that's obviously why uh, all of us will preach to them that you you need to have this as a core allocation in your portfolio, and you need to stick with it. I mean, don't try and time it, don't try and be too clever, don't try and you know look at our positions and say, oh, I don't like that, or I really like that. I mean, just you know, find the managers that fits the profile you're looking for that adds diversification to the portfolio. Get a few of them. Don't bet all your horses on one and uh, all your money on one horse and then, you know, stick with it for the long term. Definitely. I think there's a Buffett quote out there that's something like, uh, if you take away my 20 best decisions in my entire life, I didn't make any money. So I think this non-normal a fat tail distribution, it's pervasive in all of life. Um, yeah. Just need to figure out a way to keep the losses and the, the left side from getting out of control. <laughs> Very true. Very true.